Hi, this is Jay Ossing from Twin Peaks The Return. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Hello, Kurt. It's Maria. I just wanted to tell you how much I wish I could go up to Northern California to see Yachtly Crew play. Wow. Napa and everything. How fun is that? Oh my gosh. I love watching your TikTok videos too, by the way. Oh yes. (laughs) You're causing giggles over here. (laughs) Keep doing your thing. I'm so glad you're doing well. And I'll talk to you soon. I'm glad you're still podcasting in between all your craziness. Okay, bye. First of all, thank you, Jay Asing from Twin Peaks uh, for opening up the show there. And thank you, Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul for calling in again and commenting on your wonderful time you had with Yachtly Crew. I, I look forward to seeing you again at another show. We've been playing all over the place, a lot more now. And in fact, this whole episode is going to be devoted to... Um, the past three shows that we had over the weekend. Roseville, Mammoth, and San Pedro for LA Fleet Week. So, stick around for that. Right now, we're going to listen to something that Man Behind the Machine has uh, has sent in to us. So, thank you very much for listening to Inspirato Projecto. Thanks, Brad. I'm man here. I wanted to ask you what you thought was the difference between special effects and CGI. I know there's a lot of talk about CGI. You just don't hear the word special effects. So what do you think the difference is? Thank you so much, man behind the machine, for contributing yet another extraordinary question. Special effects and CGI. So special effects is like what you see in the olden days, like those old um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Those are special effects. Those are what what they call practical effects on the sets uh, because you're creating them. They're right there. If there's blood splatter, there's someone off screen with a bucket of blood and they go, and they splash it all over. Maybe they got a machine that... that, um, that does that um there's two really good documentaries on shutter there's a six hour documentary about friday the 13th which goes through all of the movies and you get a chance to see all the really cool special effects that they used to make these shots work the way that they envisioned um long before cgi computer generated imagery was was a thing and there's also one for Friday, uh, for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So you get a chance to see how the heck they do this stuff. Computer uh, CGI, computer-generated images, um, are made after the fact. Now, if you could have the best of two worlds where you, where you combine both of those things, um, they'll do this sometimes. Like, I remember seeing uh, behind the scenes of Lost, the TV show Lost, where... Um, they had an actual explosion on the set. However, it didn't look as bombastic, if you will, uh, as they envisioned. So they added some computer-generated effects in there to kind of help it out. So they had the real thing, but then they added extra fire in there. 
So sometimes they'll do that with CGI. It's the times when it's fully, when it's created fully out of CGI that it really looks fake. It's the difference between seeing Yoda from uh, Empire Strikes Back versus Yoda in Star Wars Episode One. You can definitely see that there's one that's like a real thing. The puppet, sure, yes, of course. It's a real thing, though, that the actors are dealing with. You actually see there's, there's, there's just a vast difference there. Um, I would have loved to have seen them combine the real Yoda, you know, the puppet Yoda, with CGI. If, they, you know, if it was that important for them to show him flipping around and stuff, they totally could have pulled it off. Um... There's a way to do that stuff to make it seem like it's ground in more, I guess, a reality situation. Uh, so I hope that answered your question. Oh, and by the way, um, this episode we're about to embark on here is from a piece of the Anchors Up tour with Yachtly Crew. Um, thank you, by the way, Man Behind the Machine, for contributing that. Thank you again, Maria Humphreys, for contributing to this episode. And if you are listening to this uh, and you want to contribute to any Inspirato Projecto episode, go to anchor.fm slash Inspirato Projecto. And there's a little button on there that says voice message, and you can leave a voice message for me that's only one minute long. So you can use that to leave a one minute long message. Or if you'd prefer, you can call the hotline. It's a voicemail, 561 561- Two zero three nine one seven nine or leave your message on there, and uh, I'll include it on the episode. So, hang on tight. We're gonna go through Roseville, Goldfield, Goldfields. That's the place we played in Roseville, near Sacramento, and then uh, Mammoth. The next day, and then two days later, the LA Fleet Week in San Pedro. So get ready for that. That'll be near the end, um, and you'll hear a tour of the USS Iowa battleship. We'll be outside on the deck, and then we'll go down into the ship where we get a chance to hear all of the journeys, all the adventures that the USS Iowa had. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, if you haven't heard of Yachtly Crew, uh, this will get you acquainted with the Yacht Rock band that I'm in. And on top of that, maybe you'd like to come out and see a show sometime you can check out everything you need to know about yachtly crew where we are touring at yachtlycrew.com that is y-a-c-h-t-l-e-y-c-r-e-w.com or if you want to just simply go to yachtrockband.com that will also take you there so uh also we have steve peters from mesmer and braid phenomenal alternate reality game enthusiast and creator He's going to be closing out the show, and if you decide to stick around, you can hear the facepalm theme song created by me, CEC. So what do you think is really going on with the, with the power? Like, why do you suppose there's a, an issue going on? It's, uh, we're in Mammoth right now. We arrived probably about half an hour ago. It's uh, the time is now 28th, May 28th. We're all trying 
get everything up and going and try to get the sound check going. It's 3 o'clock, almost 2.49 right now. And uh, we play from 4 to 6. So, 4 to 6 we'll be playing. So, it's 2.50 right now. There's a man with a... Uh, a neon green, ooh, that's good, like a lime neon green jacket. If it was anybody but Rob. His sleeves are kind of sea foam. Darker sea foam. Wow. There's already a crowd of people starting to gather out here in the middle of this square here. Of course, there's something called McCoy's Mammoth Memories. Earlier, I was thinking about my Aunt Nancy because she, she loved elephants. She would collect elephants. So it's interesting we're in Mammoth. I've been thinking about that a lot. Mammoth. To my left is the demo shop. Dude, is this place not awesome? It is awesome. Look at it. This is phenomenal, dude. It's like a little village here. Look at all that. Everybody gathers like a, like a town square. All these bikers are here. Do we have a what? Another one of those? More windscreens. Fly on the windscreen. And so there's a, there's a fire out there in, the, in this little area. There's a little circular area with kids and families. There are all these bikers here. And then there's a statue to my left of a, a guy just in a t-shirt wearing uh, skis. He's like, he's skiing. To my right is a four-story uh, structure. In front of me is a four-story structure. It's incredible. So we're trying to uh, figure out what the sound situation is. It was really cool earlier when we were un when we were unpacking everything. We were able to bring the uh, land yacht and the uh, uh, the, the uh, the the, uh, the trailer. We were able to drive it right through the town square. It was really kicking. It was really cool. Yes. Yeah. Don't step on my amplifier. <laughs> okay. Yes. I pr I will not. I, I appreciate your moment of the show, and it was great. Oh wait, did uh, I step on the amplifier? Yeah. You, yeah you oh totally shit. Stepped on my okay. Okay. Stepped I don't on do what? that. My amp. Yeah. Somebody stepped on the somebody stepped on the power strip and shut it off. No. That was awesome. It was probably me. Oh no. Was it during Baker? Oh god. No, no, it was during the second song. Yeah. Oh no, really, dude. I lost power. He like tells me, he's like, oh, I got nothing. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. Oh my god. I went over to him. I was like, oh, click. We got it back. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, yeah, no, I will. We should have power. We should have power. Robin Ryder is back from uh, touring with Twin Temple. He's the drummer. And uh, Ghost, the band Ghost, is touring with them. So right now, I think, I don't know if these have, no, I don't think these things have uh, power. I see some folks coming out here with their, uh, their captain's hats. I, I love that. I've seen some folks wearing their, their captain's hats already. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Whoa. Pa Polly, check it out. Hey. The sours are here. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. I'll be back. Uh, Stuff side stage. Okay. Yeah. Oi. We will be back later. Believe it or not, I 
Sound check here. Coming to you straight from Lam- Mammoth Village. Ah, true, true, true. Thank you. I didn't see it on. It's on. Oh, it is okay. Are we playing sailing, Rob? No, same set as We'll come back to you later. I just had to report to you live from at least a portion of the soundtrack. So what what is it about working only in the winter that appeals to you most uh, do, doing this job? Well, it was mainly because the general manager at the end is a good friend. Uh-huh. And we're out one night and my wife says, he really needs to do something. And she'd been on the mountain website and knew they needed a driver. Yes. And, and, and my wife says, and he has a commercial license because I had a big motorhome that had air brakes and I had wow. a commercial license. And so he says, you're driving for me. And I don't mind doing it. You know, it's only four hours a night. Oh, that's, well, that's cool. You know, so I get home by usually by 10 o'clock. And you meet all kinds of interesting folks. Yes. I get to meet people from all over. You know, and I don't, you know, I'm a people person. I don't mind. Yeah. You know, and if they want to know where a nice restaurant is, I can tell them and I can make reservations for them. And, cool. Because I know most of the owners and my son was a chef here for a fair amount of time and I know most of the chefs in town. That's incredible. Yeah, so. Is this a small town? 8,000 people. Wow. wow. Look at these fine people. These people yeah. to our right. They, they're uh, they're all dressed up. That Those are the kind of people that come to see our shows. Did you drive any of those folks with uh, captain's hats on? I brought a few people down. I took some people back. Oh. Them, you know, and I said, oh, you brought your hats from your yacht. I love it. I love it. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know. But Were you I surprised think... to see so many so many hats? No. Oh, you, I, you, you, I, you, you expected know, this. You probably I, see everything here. I've lived here for the last 20 years. Uh-huh. Most of the people that were, because I was on the plaza, I listened to you guys play. Oh, cool. Because I end up, right now it's not real busy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just came down to listen to the music. That is great. Did you, you recognize know? all the tunes? Oh, yeah. It's all soft rock. Yeah. It's all the bands I grew up with. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you know, I'm, I'm an old guy, and I... I've been to a million concerts. And Who are some of your favorites? Yeah, what are your favorites? Well, these are one. Right. Uh, oh, yes. And, no, but I, I've seen just about everybody uh-huh. going back to the, the 60s. Have you met yeah. some of your favorite musicians? Well, I partied with Jim Morrison. No, no way. way. Oh, how long, how long did you party with them for? Was, well, just for a little bit. It was in between shows. Uh-huh. It was 1967. Whoa! They were playing at Cal State Long Beach in the Pyramid. And Candy opened for them. Cool! Who opened for them? Candy. 
Yeah, Move so. to the country again. You know, are we, are we, all here? Yeah. Uh, we no. got a few more guys. Okay. So, so I, anyway, this is a wonderful story. Uh, so there were two shows. Uh huh. There was a 7:30 and a 9:30 show, and I I knew the gym really well. And it was so, at where? Where was it at again? Cal State Long Beach. Oh, Cal State Long Beach. Okay. And so I, after the first show, I snuck into the back. Wow. And I was just hanging around in the doldrums. And I hear some footsteps coming, so I drop back into an alcove. And it's the drummer from Canned Heat. Wow. And, and one of the roadies. And, uh... You know, oh, yeah, yeah, please, me. good. Yeah, I like that, so I can hear you better. He no, looks, yeah, turn it off. Yeah, looks, yeah, I like it. He looks at me and, and says, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just hanging out till the next show. And they said, well, why don't you come hang out with us? Oh, cool. So we went to their green room. And, you know, they had a buffet of food. And he walks me over to the table that has a big basket with a bunch of rolled fatties and a, and a mirror with about 10, 12-inch lines on it. Oh, jeez. Oh, and and uh, he looks at me and says, you ever done any of this shit? And I said, no. I was 17. And, and uh, they had a little whiskey tumbler glass full of about three-inch straws. So he picks one up and he goes, just do what I do. You know, he goes down and he takes a hit in both nostrils. And so I do it. Whoa. About 15 seconds later, I go, holy shit, this stuff is good. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was my first, I, I'd smoked pot before. You know, I started smoking pot when I was 12. But, you know, it was, you know, and, and hung out in the green room with him. Talk, Morrison was all fucked up already from the first show. Wow. You know, he'd been drinking whiskey all night. And uh, who knows doing what else. But... That was, was Pamela a, there? Who? Pamela? I don't remember. His girlfriend? Oh. I don't remember. What, what kind of conversations did you get into with him? Uh, you know, it was George. just like... Everybody's here. Who did you guys talk about poetry or anything? Or or philosophy? It was just kind of... All uh, rambling. It was, it was just rambling. Yeah, you just rambled? Not, no. You know, he probably didn't even know I was there. You know, that's just Chris, Chris kind is of the conversation. The and hold so, on, hold at on, the hold end on. of it, at the end of it, the drummer Hi. comes over and looks Hi. at me and says, well, you want to go out to the, I mean, you I know, love you, right? Right? somebody comes and says, get your on in 10 minutes. And so he, he finds me and says, so you want to come out with us? And he grabs a lanyard off one of the roads and throws it over my head. He goes, he goes, yeah, yeah. So he says, he says, well, why don't you come out with us? So I stood on the edge of the stage for the whole next show. Oh wow, that is cool, man. Yeah, just a dumbass kid. Wow. Yeah. So where are you guys from? Uh, we're, we're all from all over, but yeah. you know the Los band Angeles. kind of is like yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's like I mean I, I'd seen the Doors at Whiskey Creator, the Troubadour. I, at at I Whiskey, that's what we've been playing lately. Yeah. So but, when I go in there, I try to soak up those Doors vibes, you know, yeah. Jim Morris vibes. Yeah. But you know there were a lot of clubs. There was a Golden Bear and Honey. Oh yeah, we could go. There was a Golden Bear in Huntington Beach and the Cosmos uh, Club Burbank and all Airport, this other Southwest. shit. Uh, what? I thought we were going to Vegas. <laughs> all right. This is so crazy. So did Jim ever talk to you about uh, faking his death? No. 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 He never mentioned any of that stuff? No, this was... There's a really interesting documentary was, coming out about it. Yeah. This was... Yeah, I've seen that. 
this was right after you? Yeah. Light oh, God, My dude, Fire cool. came out, and they were just starting to get really on the roll. Wow, incredible. Yeah, there's a, a document, a docu series actually. It's like four parts. It's called uh, "Before the End: Searching for Jim Morrison," and so it's been in the works. And the, I've seen the trailers and stuff. And so I'm not sure when it's going to come out. But so it should be out, you know, probably within a year. I'm thinking. Well, I've seen some stuff. There's there's a cable station, Access TV. Yeah. That's all music. Yeah. And they do a lot of documentaries on bands. Oh. And what happened and all well, of this. Come on, dude. Come on. He just fucking died. He just died. Wow. Just died. wow. That's incredible. Wow. Wow. I mean, it's like, I, you know, the Jethro Toll Iron Butterfly, Led Zeppelin. Wow. Something you like. Just about like, the, I'm you know, in the in the 70s and early 80s and late 60s. Oh, yeah. Wow, I bet you've got lots of crazy stories. Have <laughs> you ever thought about writing a book or making a podcast or something? You got so many. You could easily just talk right into your cell phone if any of your any of your uh, reminiscences. I've, I've had a lot of life experiences. Uh-huh. You know, I've climbed and skied all over Europe. Where was your favorite place? What was one of your uh, favorites? In and around Chamonix. And what drew you there? Um, actually, I had two buddies that did adventure stuff with, and we were just doing a tourist thing the first year we went over there, skiing this 17-mile glacier run. Wow. And what, you were scaling a glacier? Well, it, it goes through a glacier. Dude. And uh, we had a guide. And I would I would go over for at least three weeks. Uh-huh. And we skied with him, and we ended up hiring him. And then I skied with him for the next 17 years for three weeks. And just climbing and skiing. Just the most radical shit there is. Wow. I played a little professional baseball a long time ago. Holy cow. You know, I was a freestyle skier a little bit. You know, so none of it's documented. It's all because of social media. I'm sorry, 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 i am sorry i so imagine if they got grandkids coming up and they might want to know about what their grandpa, you know, what kind of cool stuff, the stories, all that. That's something I wish I had with my grandpa. I wish he had recorded, you know, his memories and written diaries. And, um, you know, my, kids, my kids know most, most of it. You I've taken them on a lot of the same trips because they're capable. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's incredible. It always fascinates me the different uh, passions that people have and what drives them to do what they do. And, you know, just learning. I've skied on this mountain 62 years. Whoa! Christian was like, "Yeah." How often? Like, would you do it every single day, or how, what was your schedule like in doing in doing it for so long? Well, when I own when I own my pharmacies, and you know, I I basically would 
take three months off a year. Well, that's from this party. They arranged for this one to go from from that night to our This one? Yes. Good. But if we want to go out after that, which I'm assuming we will. We should just have the shuttle take us No, we should just have the shuttle take us to the building. 198 is right here. This is the party? Oh. Well, let's see. We don't know. Maybe they're all hiding. Maybe they're all hiding. It's a little surprise thing, and they'll just pop up out of nowhere. Just look for the girls in bikinis. Cool. I don't know these people. Free booze and free All right, what you just heard was a nice man who um, drove Yachtly crew up to this party that's going on. There's a party that's happening. Look at this. I'm looking through the window, and there's just all these wonderful people. I'll, I'll do some TikToks of this. It's so great. All these wonderful people. This woman invited us to come out. She had all this food, wonderful people. She just, just great hostess. All these people here are awesome. What's interesting is it's in this wooden sort of cabin up here in the woods. And what's interesting is, I don't know if you can hear these people in the background. Like, it's so awesome, right? So, um, I, uh, so I had this dream <clears throat> about a week and a half ago. And what's interesting was this guy named OG Surf Daddy on TikTok. He, he's come across some very interesting things. He's very cryptic about it. Uh, he's come across a spaceship and also uh, some, some ancient extraterrestrial hieroglyphs. Um, so I had this dream that it was dusk, okay? Now, now I'm just now saying this. I, I, I could have easily told you about the synchronicity earlier. Um, just to let you know, two days ago, before I left for this uh, Yachtly crew, you know, this weekend of these shows, last night was Roseville, tonight, today was Mammoth. In two days, we'll be at LA Fleet Week, San Pedro. Uh, tons of synchronicities have occurred as I was talking to Jamie Lee Wise. Tons, tons, and have extended into, you know, this whole trip. I keep coming across these synchronicities. I keep talking to these people, it's these extraordinary cosmic situations. There's a guy here at this party named Josh. It's my brother's name. There's a guy named here named Charlie. Well, Charlie, Charles is my dad's name and my grandpa's name. And my uh, grandma would sometimes call my grandpa Charlie. So I'm like, dude, all these extraordinary synchronicities are, are, are lining up and happening. So the thing is, what's crazy is about a week and a half ago, I had that dream of being outside. It was dusk, all right? By the time we got here, it was dusk. By the way, wait, we've got to be out of here at 9.30. There's going to be a, sh a shuttle to pick us up and take us up to our motel. However, I just had to get this down while it was fresh in my brain. I'm drinking a delicious sangria, by the way. This is my third cup. And by the way, I don't know if it's true or not, but they say, quote, they say that... Uh, the higher the elevation, the faster you get drunk. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that could be true. I don't know. I haven't seen the science. I haven't done the data. But I do feel whoop, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. Delicioso. There are some fruit uh, slices in this. Apple. Uh, some other things. So in this dream, this guy OG Surf Daddy was I, 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 in the dream, I was out at, in this, I, for the lack of a better word, I said log cabin. I was thinking of log cabin, but it wasn't a log cabin. It was a, a, a cabin that was made with wood. It wasn't a log cabin. Um, oh my God, it's so fresh out here. Oh my God, it's so fresh out here to be among these trees. And look at the wind is picking up. Oh my God, they're noticing I'm calling attention to them. This is perfect. 
This reminds me of the interactions I have with the antenna tree. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm looking up into the sky and this would be a perfect time to be honest with you guys. Look at that. I love that the that that uh, motorcycle was out there in the, in the back. Now would be a perfect time to have a UFO sighting. I mean, right now, especially right now since I'm on the podcast. Wow, wow. I'm out here next to a, this could be a crystal. Wow, I'm going to hold this. I'm going to hold this like as if it were a crystal. There's a large chunk out here, rock, and I think it's a crystal. So I'm going to use this as a permission slip to call in UFOs. Here I am. I'm imagining, zooming out, zooming out, zooming out, showing them out. Here I am, here I am. Bring them here, bring them here. So in this uh, dream that OG served daddy, you got to check out his stuff on TikTok. It, it's very curious. He really wants to get a hold of like Elon Musk and uh, for some reason Matthew McConaughey, certain people he wants to get a hold of to share these discoveries with. Um, I don't know if it's a hoax channel or if this thing is serious. I don't know, but I get a, a, a true vibe from him. So I had this dream. He had this barbecue going on in, in this backyard. I don't know if it was his house or his friend's house, but all these wonderful vibes were there. All these wonderful vibes were there. I had a good, good vibe. And what was interesting was when I was on TikTok, you know, like I said, about maybe about a, a week ago, um, his, one of his TikToks showed up. And, uh, and I put in the comments, I said, you know, it was so crazy. You were in the dream. There's this barbecue going on. And he's like, well, was there a soundstage and a, um, a, a dug up UFO in the yard? And I said, no, I didn't see those things. <laughs> so, which brings me to this. The fact that this, these wonderful people invited us to come out here to this uh, wooden cabin in the woods up here in Mammoth. Now, the dream, it didn't specify Mammoth. It didn't specify any special place. It just was like, oh my gosh, I'm so curious. I kind of want to walk out in the back just for a little bit. All right. I'm putting out the vibe that I got a spell of protection around me. All right. Putting a spell of protection around me. Oh, wow. I'm looking out through the backyard. There's a house that looks like a triangle. It's a big glass house. Oh my God. There are like... Christmas lights around the edges of this thing. There's a flag floating in there. Uh, I really cannot see what's on the flag. To my right, there's a sort of like a shed that's just right there. The, what's interesting is this backyard, this whole thing, I'm having reminiscences of um, dreams, locations that have been in dreams. So I'm glancing over and there's a house and uh, there are three big windows. The top window is a big square. The one below it is a rectangle landscape mode to the right is a window that's portrait mode and uh yellow yellow windows the one in front of me the triangle is bluish it's like bluish it's so curious there's a mystery happening here i'm gonna move out just a little bit more on this path just gonna glance maybe there's a cryptid a friendly cryptid that might run out there and i can say wow i saw i personally saw a cryptid I personally saw a UFO where I knew and I understood that there was a uh, simpatico, if you will, a synergy between me and the, uh, whether it be an extraterrestrial or uh, cryptid, just a good vibe in general. Wow. Wow. So here I am at this wooden house. Great vibes inside. I'm going to bring you inside just for a smidge. Oh, no. I think I stepped on someone's gum, dude. Oh, shit. I stepped on like candy or something. Oh no. 
That's a very strange thing. Oh no. That's weird, that's strange. I'm just blown away that here, here it is, this like wooded area. Everything out here has a personality. And by the way, when we stood, I was so funny. I was just about to talk about Ride Like the Wind. Did Ride Like the Wind tonight? The wind picked up, of course, just like on a 311 cruise. Where I also experienced so many synchronicities. Just absolutely brilliant. I'm going to bring you in here just so you can hear some of the ambiance. I was talking. I was. I was. Uh, you're at, at the most amazing house gathering right now. So many freaking cool people. So much great vibes. So much great food. So many amazing people. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Auntie Woo Woo is the best. Auntie Woo Woo knows how to throw parties. Oh, I, I must have told you. Stony Shores is washing his hands right now. He's getting his jacket all wet. I stepped on sap outside, and now my fingers are like. You stepped on what? Sap. And There's so I sap outside. Off my, oh, yeah, sap. Yeah. Sap. Yeah. So I just scrape my. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Let's, let's do something. Do you have any of that lava soap? No, watch this. Oh my gosh, you got a big boy statue up there. That's awesome. That's great. Taste of Hawaii, you know? Hawaii has been big in my paradigm lately. That's quite interesting. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I love Hawaii. I've been coming across a lot of people who have just been to Hawaii recently. And uh, it was just, I was outside talking to Here, put your hand over this. Here and here? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. Oh, I'm so glad this exists. Are you kidding me? No way! Is it coming off? That's magical. Wow, are you kidding me? I'm a whole new man! That's incredible. Oh, it smells so good, too. It's a kind. Now you can use the soap to get that off. Oh, that's good. That's what I need it It's just what I need it for. Wow. I used to find it to finish it. Wait, so tell me your 
Stony Shore, Tori, where's your trash? Thank you. So what are your passions? My my passions? Top Gun? Uh, that fun? Oh my god, it's so good. It's really good. There's no CG in it. Did you go skiing after seeing Top Gun so you could feel like you were in a fighter pilot? <laughs> Something tells me you did. I do that every day, actually. We have fighter jets fly over all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So did that help inspire you to see Top Gun, or were you also a fan of Top Gun? No, I was never not going to see it. Yeah. So now do you envision there could possibly be more? No. Oh, they probably don't want to do more, huh? 60. Think, you, know? you know, once you get the momentum going and something you're passionate about, sometimes... Yeah, like, oh, no, oh, wait, wait, these are done. Oh, my gosh, you are quite the hostess. I what? felt the heat. <laughs> I felt the heat. I'm like, uh, so you created these muffins? No, they're sandwiches. Wow, what kind of sandwiches are these? You are quite the hostess. Oh my gosh. I've never seen a stove like this. This is incredible. I know. The hostess is the hostess. <laughs> we are currently living in the future. Just want to let you know. Put up some more that we're all going to say three on you. I am not That's going to happen. Part of me, part of me. So, Robin, are there different things that you notice at Yachtly Cruise shows from show to show? It's been a while. Or is it pretty much the same thing? Uh, between last night and tonight. Last night, tonight? Same. Same show? Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Do you ever notice new dances being born on stage? No, I don't no. pay attention to it. What do you, what do you, what do you, no, that's okay. I know you're at a certain vantage point. So, what angle are you mostly uh, covering, would you say? Are you all over the place? I'm mostly looking at Rob. Mm. To see what, what he needs, like an umpire. Yep. That's he's, good. He's the guy I'm working for. Right, right. I take care of my, my guy. So you just got back from touring with Ghost. Yep. Twin Temple is your band. And then how long How long were you out there for? Six weeks. And so which um, countries did you visit and or towns? Uh, UK, um, Scotland, Netherlands, uh, Germany, um, the Czech Republic, Finland, uh, Sweden, Norway, Belgium, oh my god, Italy, oh my god, uh, Spain, dude, um, uh, Austria, that's crazy, and um, uh, Hungary. All within that short amount of time. I mean, yeah. It's a long time, but I mean, you went to a lot of places. How long did you actually get a chance to hang out in each of those places? Well, a lot of days off, actually. In UK, Was it fun to be able to wander around? In UK, we got there a couple days early. So I hung out in um, Manchester. was our first show. And uh, I got to catch the Beauty and the Beast, which was awesome. 
where I went and saw Beauty and the Beast when I got there. Beauty and the Beast? There was a theater production going on? Yeah. Whoa, was that cool or what? Incredible. And that was where? Manchester. Wow. In the UK. Dude. Oh, we did Manchester and then... Where do we go after that? I think we went to Glasgow after that. I think we did Glasgow. And then we went to London. Uh, I had a day off in Glasgow, and then I had a day off in London. Now, um, in any of these places, have you visited them before? Yeah. He's like, yeah. You can have more than one. One's good for now. Thank you. Thank Not you me so for now. Much. Thank you. Thank you. Though. So good. Thank you, though. Where were we? She's the best hostess. Yeah. We in Glasgow. Oh, Glasgow. Yeah. I had a fun day in Glasgow. Um, day off. Then we went to London. I think we had a day off in London. Whoa. Yep. Now, were you familiar with some of these places? Have you visited some yeah. of these places before? Yeah. Did you have friends out there that you could call up go, hey, dude, you know, you guys, I'm here? Uh, in a couple of places. Yeah. That's great. Oh. Um, and then we went. That's is great. To London. Then we went to uh, Birmingham, I think. I feel like I'm forgetting one. And we had a day off in Birmingham as well. Then we had to take a ferry to uh, Rotterdam, the Netherlands. Wow, that's where one of my buddies uh, is from. Yeah. We wow. Rotterdam, and then we went to. Uh, we went to Frankfurt, Germany. So then we were in Frankfurt, and then we went. We were there for three days, actually. So I spent three days in Frankfurt. Dude. And then went to uh, uh, Prague in the Czech Republic. I went to Prague. I had a show there. Had a day off. Went to a Gothic church, which was amazing. Whoa. Uh, full of bones. You want to see it? Wait, yeah. The whole place was built with bones? Um, you'll see. Hold on. Dude. It's a Gothic church. That's heavy duty, man. Um, it's really cool. A church it's built ab- with bones. It's absolutely. It's not a church built with bones. It's, I'll show you. It sounds like a, an H.R. Geiger painting come to life. Um, there we go. All right, here we go. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. Dude. So these are all. Dude. Those are actual bones, Yeah, man? those are actual people stacked what? in this massive. And what and is that? Just this. a massive Here. grave? Do they know the names of these people? Uh, no, this is all excavated on the property. Did they discovered all that? Whoa. 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 Have they discovered why that, 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 whoa, dude, that whole room has a chandelier. Oh my gosh, man. It's bizarre. Whoa, dude. That's beautiful. bizarre. It's just beautiful. I can't believe that exists. Yeah. Wow, wow. Oh my god, this is not beautiful. Look oh at my this. god. Whoa. You're not supposed to take pictures in there. Oh. Wow, dude. The ceiling has spines. It's like spines of skulls. Yeah, and then on, the on top, crit. there's skulls on top Whoa. of the church. So the church is up here, and down here below is the Gothic room. Whoa, whoa, man. Give you a, a view of what it looks like. So and have you heard about this place before you went there? 
I had not. I found out about it. It was a. It was about an hour train ride from uh, Prague. Oh, yeah. So it's outside of the city. Was this something that the people that you were with wanted to go to, or yeah. someone told you, like, hey, maybe yeah, I'll check this out? Here's what it looks like from the front. It's kind of cool, right? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Whoa. Skulls up there. Whoa. And it's a graveyard, too. This is all a graveyard around the place. Um, Whoa, man. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. Interesting murals. Yeah. Anyways. Wow, man. Uh, this is Prague. Ooh. 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 What? Land shark. Dude, yeah. was that drivable? I don't know. It was like this art gallery. They had like Batman and stuff in there. Oh my god. It's awesome. Let's go look at this. Dude. That looks then, great. Uh, Were those hotels? What was it? No, 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 no. This is in the square. And uh, this is a bridge. And then, um, it's the other way. Um, where did it go? Oh, you can kind of see, I guess, from here. That's the castle back here. What's Prague. the name of it? What's the name of the castle? I forget. I got to take this call. Okay. Wow. It's Robin Ryder. Just drink it. Drink it on down. Drink it on down. Okay. Just as, so, so just to let you know, it's 922. Yeah. And I think it arrives at 930. All right. Oh, my God. What is that? Are you kidding me? Uh, let's take a look at these books. A Very Stable Genius by Philip Rucker. All right. Really need titles. No way. Confederacy of Dunces. I was just thinking about that the other day. Wow. Hmm. Catch 22. Wow. No way. Ah. Jack Kerouac. I was just thinking about Jack Kerouac the other day. I have a Jack Kerouac poster in my house. Catch 22. George Orwell, 1984. So the Grapes of Wrath. What? So the Grapes of Wrath. My dogs are barking. There's a book that I found. Another day, and I looked at it and I said, Wow, grapes of red. And, and I've been thinking a lot about records. I believe on this episode, Jamie Lee Wise and I, wait, do I record these guys? No, no, I think I record that. I'm chewing on on, on uh, uh, seasoned pistachios. They're so good. I just have to keep. Oh my god! Oh, so good. So, Jamie Lee and I, when we were experiencing all these synchronicities, we stopped at this comic shop, 
like geeked out with this guy about Mad Magazine, also this comic book named Justice. And uh, before we went there, we'd walk past a record store that just had free records sitting out there. And so I found some interesting titled records and I picked them up. Uh, and I'm going to give them to Darla Day because she and I were at that thrift store and she picked up some records. So I figured that's, that'd be great to give her some records. Now, the other thing is I've been thinking about David Bowie a lot lately. Um, so how they got record player here. This is being played on a record player. Astounding. We see an analogy earlier. My pet kids soaking up the yacht rock today like a sponge. And what's on TV right now? SpongeBob. Incredible. Incredible. We shall uh, come back later. Thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto. It is 11.03 p.m. It is still... Um, I'm going to find the date. The 28th. Same date. Uh, we have just now arrived at Mammoth Mountain Inn. What's interesting about this is that my mom's maiden name is Mammoth. M-A-M-A-T-H. My aunt Nancy... Um, loved mammoths, loved elephants. She was always collecting elephants. It was the sweetest thing. And uh, I've been thinking about that recently. So here I am at Mammoth. And this place, this place is like a cross between the Great Northern and the hotel in Thimbleweed Park. I feel like I'm, I mean, this is just great, you know. It's, it's great to visit the cold you know, to visit it. Just taking a look out here. Just looking for cryptids. Looking for uh, unidentified flying objects. Oh, so the name of the uh, the van that picked us up from the oh, we went to a uh, we went to a bar. We met some wonderful people there who had seen us. I made it a point to to talk to everybody who had a, a captain's hat on. And um, there was this gal sitting at the, the bar, and she would glance over at, at us uh, every once in a while. And so I, I walked over there with, with uh, Chaz, a.k.a. Baba Booey. I said, Miss, i got to introduce you to a celebrity, a celebrity, in fact. His name is Baba Booey. And she's like, oh, my God, I love you guys. And the first time I saw you, she's like, the first time I saw you guys at the Ventura Majestic, I cried. And... Um, uh, 
it's just amazing to meet these people who, you know, they, they like one of the guys heard someone say, I forget my problems for that two hours. We played 90 minutes tonight. We're so used to playing two hours that when we play 90 minutes, it's like, whoa, you know? It's just like, oh, wow, man. We got the Fleet Week. I talked to some of these people, and um, they, uh, they live out near San Pedro. And so um, they might end up seeing us for Fleet Week. Where am I looking at? Uh, oh. Right here. So one, one, one. Yeah. And so uh, you are on the first floor. If yep. you just go down this way, that way. the left, it's going to be on your right hand side. Okay, we're going to grab our luggage and then we'll be there. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Bro. Oh, yeah. Is this the window I need to be at? Yep. You checking in? Yes. You do need 90. Okay. <laughs> How's your night going so far? Good. We just played over at the uh, Tusks. Uh, well, I, I, it was like a courtyard kind of area. Was it next, uh, the main building across that way? It was kind of like... Oh, the village, down, down the hill. The village, the village. We were going to play up the mountain somewhere. And, uh, some, you know, I guess based on whatever the wet weather was like, um, they decided to scoot it down in there. But it was great, it was phenomenal. Yeah. And it seems like it could happen like in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Well, during our show, it was crazy because it would be overcast, and then all of a sudden, this. Sir, we're gonna, before you guys get into the sci-fi we're yeah. gonna get our bags. So okay, yes. He's, yes. Right. No, he's doing it. Should I take this, or are you gonna use this? Not quite yet. Uh, but it was just so fun to be playing down there and it was so cool because there's certain times during the show where like the clouds would part and there'd be like like a beam of sunlight you know for like one whole song it was really cool I love how the weather changes like that oh there we go thank you yep I don't know why did I think that was a G I'm so sorry oh for Glendennon is that what you're spelling yeah uh, oh, that's right. They're all part of the same ancestry. Glenn Denon, Glenn Denning. Sure, yeah. It's all part I know, of the... I know all those guys. <laughs> I know all those guys. We're tight. Is the other dude here still? Uh, Brian, no. You just walked outside for a second. Oh. Is there anything I can help you with? No, do him first. And then okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Give me one second because I just need to give you your keys and you're ready to rock. Dig it. Now, is there any consequence if I put that in the pocket that I also have my uh, credit card? Um, not usually, no, but right. it may demagnetize. And okay, that's, so that's the consequence I was curious about. You think honestly, it might demagnetize? I'm sorry? But the you think it might demagnetize? Uh, honestly, no, but, like, I've, it does happen sometimes. Like, I don't, because uh, I, I have, like, uh, my, that's not time I have enough. Oh, there it is. My, uh, my employee housing key. Uh-huh. I literally, I only have cards. I don't, like, need anything else, because this is my key to my house. Interesting. You know, so I leave that in here, and this is my employee pass, and then I Okay, have, so none of them affect one another. But I don't... <laughs> I might just be getting lucky, and so... Uh, you know, you hear about that stuff sometimes, and you just wonder, like... My credit well, card does... My, uh, my debit card never really gets de uh, demagnetized or anything. I would be really screwed, because my bank's down in Bishop. So I can't like go anywhere in town for that. Wow. Yeah, that's what's one of the uh, perks about living up here. <laughs> you like you have nothing. <laughs> is that where you're? So Bishop, this is the first time I've heard of that town. Is that where you grew up? No, it's just the next town, uh, 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 south. 
I guess west of here. That's crazy. Oh. Yeah, I'm from San Diego. Oh. Yeah, and so, uh, but like down Bishop, because I Chase Bank, and that's the closest Chase Bank. Mm. Is in Bishop. I can do a lot of online um, banking, but other than that, like if I need to go like in to see someone and show someone my ID, I have to go to Bishop. Oh. Which now is it like so? One o five is my room. Yeah. Or is that a three? No, it's a five. I do apologize. Oh, gotcha, about gotcha, that. gotcha. Yep, and you're right here. So the first floor, uh, just go down this way, make a left, and you'll see it on your right hand side. Cool. Thank you. Of course. Enjoy, man. Thanks. You too. Take care. Gotta get him from the van. The van down by the river, of course. Alright, so. I'm out. These chairs. So, this place is like a cross between the Great Northern from Twin Peaks and, uh, Thimble. Yeah, that hotel in Thimbleweed Park. I mean, it's astounding. It blows my mind. Because, you know, especially especially over the past few days, I've been getting into these extraordinary conversations with these various people about the synchronicities. And, it, you know, kicked it right off with Jamie Lee. That started it. It's been going and going, as you all know. I'm going to keep documenting them. I'm excited you're here with me. I'm going to spit the gum away if you're okay with it. amazing these chairs they're crafts craft crafted this whole chandelier is made with horns horns and light bulbs there are two chandeliers like this when that dips down here into the like sort of this lobby area which is just so kick-ass because there's a I'm gonna go over by the uh, fire there's a fire over here it's astounding. There's a fire over here. Look at that. Oh yeah, so now we gotta go get our uh, stuff at the, uh, gotta get our stuff at the, uh, the van. You better believe it. We will talk more later, but I had to tell you that. I had to tell you that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this about Objective. It is now 7.46 in the a.m. I am out here uh, in San Pedro for L.A. Fleet Week. Um, There are choppers. There are, I mean, uh, hummers. There are tanks. There are what look like Tonka trucks and G.I. Joe vehicles all around me. This is the kind of stuff that you see in the movies or you see footage, you know, when they show stuff going on in wars. This is, you know, to see this up close and personal uh, is quite extraordinary. These things with all the armor on them. Uh, And behind us is the Iowa? USS Iowa? Or is it SS Iowa? 
What does SS stand for, by the way? The USS Iowa. Excuse me, sir. What's your name again? Larry. Larry, what what does the USS mean? Like when they say USS Iowa, that's this, right? Yeah, United States ship. Oh, United States ship. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. USS Iowa. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. When they open everything up this morning, we can take you guys for a tour and That's great. look it over. It's now, do they have a, an elevator in the ship that takes you from the bottom zoop, all the way to the all the way to the top? There wasn't when the ship was built. Oh. We've added an elevator. Well, when, when FDR was on the ship, oh. when he traveled during World War II as a top secret conference, they put an elevator in for him because he was, wow. you know, he was, uh, he had uh, polio, I guess. Oh. So they put an elevator where that box is right there underneath that turret. Oh, I see that. Yeah. That was an elevator that was put in for FDR. Oh, they my took it gosh. Out. Oh. Right after he left. He took it out. We put one back in so that we'd have <laughs> ADA access to the upper level, that deck there. So that's crazy. So they took it out when he left, and they just replaced it with stairs, or no? Yeah, there's, there's ladders going all over the ship. Oh, I got so you. Yeah, you can go up and down anything with these ladders. And you guys said, okay, we, let's put the elevator back in. Well, we That's needed great. to have, yeah, they wanted to get at least some ADA access to the president's cabin, which is right up there. Oh. So we put an elevator in here, and we also put an elevator in on the stern towards the gift shop, so it goes down two levels down there. Oh, wow. Now, where's the president's, what did you say, president's chamber, or what did uh, you say? The, it's actually the captain's cabin, but captain's it was the cabin. president's cabin. When he was on board, it's the door that's open. That one that's way over there, company. huh? Yes. Okay. That's and where a president would sit? That's where Roosevelt sat. Oh, gotcha. Um, when he went over to the Tehran conference, it was top secret. Nobody knew he'd left the White House. Oh, wow. So for 12 days, he traveled over on this ship with all of his chiefs of staff and several, ad- several admirals. And in that room up there, I mean, you can get up there and take a look at that where you want to go up there. It's a wow. nice, it's pretty nicely what? laid out. What, you're saying we could get up in that room with the, with the windows up there? Oh, yeah, that's Is that the what you're bridge. saying? Yeah, you can oh, get all the way dude. Um, wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. But this is, the, this is the, uh, I think it's the only ship in the, in the Navy that's had three presidents on it. Wow, it what had, presidents? Which ones? FDR was on for 12 days. Reagan was on for one day. And George W. Bush was on for one day. Oh, wow. Um, so what, was Reagan, do, what do you suppose FDR was doing on there for 12 days? Uh, well, they were planning. They planned the invasion of Normandy in that cabin up there. No way. Yeah. Whoa. They had My all grandpa the grandpa ch- fought in that. Yeah. He fought in yeah, the, the, the um, 41st Airborne. No, I can't remember which Airborne Division. 101st Airborne. 101st, yeah. Yeah, they were, the big ones. they were the first ones on the ground. Whoa. So, and they planned it up there, huh? Yeah, they planned it in that room because FDR was traveling, so he brought all of his generals and chief of staff that were involved in that. Wow. And uh, they planned it all in that room. And then went to the Tehran conference, met with Stalin and Churchill, and finalized the plans and, you know, made more plans for the rest of the war. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. And then we've actually had a fourth president on here. It was Trump was on here, but he wasn't president at the time. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) So... You know, technically, he wasn't the president on the ship. So, did, I, I mean, does uh-huh. that, this actually pull out and go places? No. Oh, it's, it's parked here for good, huh? Yeah. The Navy does not allow, would not allow us to fuel it or to fire it up. Mm. Boilers, everything down below is workable, but it's not going to ever leave. Why do you suppose that they don't want to use it again? 
Well, first of all, we would never take it out because it costs a fortune just to fire the boilers up. Oh. This thing takes 2.9 million gallons of fuel. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. So. Yeah, let's just leave it parked right where it is. <laughs> yeah. When it came down, when they brought it down from Richmond, when it was overhauled and they took it out of mothballs to make a museum. They took it out of mothballs. I love it. Oh, yeah. It was, I love it. It was going to be scrapped. Oh, Wow. I mean, they, they leave the ships up there until they're no longer viable to the Navy. So you're saying this actually basically is a museum that's just yes. a floating museum. Right. Wow. Oh, kind of like the Queen Mary now that I'm thinking about it, right? Well, yeah, this is only a little bit different. This is more yeah. historical. The Queen Mary did have a lot of history to it, but not naval history and right. all that. So we are currently in the wow. process of converting it. We're going to turn over in 2025. This will become the National Museum of the Surface Navy. Interesting. So we're converting 30,000 square feet of space in deck three below up here. Wow. Clearing out all the bunks, and they're going to put the museum in there. They've got all this high-tech stuff. The Disney people are helping design it. Interesting. Um, it's going to be a really super high-tech museum, interactive, and all of that. Wow. There's a lot of interactive stuff we already have down below decks in the galley area just before the museum. Um or part of the museum over there where they have several touch screens and you can sit there and you can look at the entire blueprint of the ship and touch a, a compartment and it'll come up on the screen. Cool. So you can navigate through the boilers, you can navigate through the engine room, the, anything, the command, uh, the CIC or CEC. And the CEC? Combat Engagement Center. Oh, wow. Those are my initials. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the Navy. Everything, everything's an initial in the Navy. Every, you know... SOB, CDC. <laughs> SOB. Everything is, you know, FUBAR. It's all, it all started in the Navy. <laughs> I love it. That's great, man. Wow, yeah. you know so yeah, much about this stuff. Yeah, I should get up there stuff. and take a... Take a I, we're going to have to. Holy cow. Yeah. That is just too cool. So what time do the doors open uh, for, for this whole thing? 10 o'clock. Wow. Yeah, wow. so this place will pack out. I think yesterday they must have had over 10,000 people in. Oh, oh, okay. So, so this, so this whole celebration started yesterday. It started Friday. Well, Friday. Yeah. And wow. The, oh, Fleet the, Week. What am I thinking? It's Fleet Week. Yeah, because Friday <laughs> to Monday it only goes four days, so it's a short <laughs> week. But the Navy ships are are docked uh, over there because we couldn't get them in because of the cruise ships. Oh, oh. So, they're docked over there, and the shuttles will take you over, and you can tour the the uh, Navy ships over Incredible. there. Incredible. Wow. So how long did it take for them to like just bring all this stuff out here, all these helicopters, all this stuff? Well, how many days did that take? Started Well, we started on Monday, but this parking lot was completely clear. Whoa. Tuesday they came in here with vacuum trucks and cleaned it. Wednesday morning early they came in with water trucks and soaked it. Oh, wow. And then at 8 o'clock, the big uh, the offspray came in. Oh, boy. And that then was between the first 8 one, and huh? 10, the the five helicopters all came in between 8 and 10. Whoa! And the whole place was completely cleared because the downwash from these things blows tents over them. Oh my gosh. So, it, I mean, it would take this trash can would be in the ocean. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa. So after the helicopters landed at 10 o'clock, all the tents, the stage, everything from 10 o'clock until midnight, they set this area up. Wow, Finished man. on Wednesday, all the military vehicles were in place on Wednesday afternoon. Wow. And then Thursday, they just came in, brought the vendors, and they stocked everything and set up all the displays. And then Friday, we opened. Wow. Now, what is this, a dunk tank? Uh, no, this is the Navy dive tank. Uh, really? 
So wait, all throughout the festival, that there's there's going to be ju- diving or swimming around in here? Yeah. And see, they have this really fun thing they do with the kids is they play tic-tac-toe from inside. No the kids way. Are out here. So the kids have a marking pin and they're playing tic-tac-toe. Oh with the my God, that's brilliant. And see, the divers write messages and they have to write them backwards because they're inside. And oh my God, out of it. air. Yeah. <laughs> so it's cool. So they put their names. That's awesome. Yeah. And then they'll ask the kids what their name is, and they'll ask them to spell it backwards so they can read it. It's incredible. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, this what is What a just, cool interaction, you know, that yeah. they get to see what's going on here. That's cool. Yeah, this is the first time we've been able to get the Navy dive tank out here. But, wow, man. Um, it's incredible. And the divers who talk to those <laughs> divers out here, it's, they just do amazing stuff. Wow. Um, they spend eight hours a day underwater. Whoa. You know, it's wow. like, they, that's what they do. They, they go, they dive under ships, they make repairs, they make emergency repairs, they check for uh, explosives and mines. Um, oh man, you know. eight hours a day yeah, in a the water. In the dive team. So do you think their body gets acclimated to the water? Because you know, I know when I'm, if I sit in the bathtub, I come out, I'm all pruny. What is that like for these guys? Do their, is, are they all Probably. like, <laughs> all pruny? They suit up. And they have wetsuits and yeah. all that. So I don't know. They actually have dry suits. So when they're out here this morning, when they open at 10 o'clock, they'll have all their suits and equipment laid out here. Um, you can ask those questions to them. Wow. Incredible. This is cool, man. Yeah. This is great. No wonder why you volunteer here. You know, it's just like a, a, a interest history yeah. lesson, and you must be learning stuff every day. Oh, yeah. I learn stuff every day. The ship, there's always something new to learn on this ship. Wow. Amazing stuff. Wow. So. Well, Larry, thanks for being such an extraordinary host, man. Thank you so much. This is great. Wow. So you heard it. Thank you. You heard it from Larry. Larry uh, introduced us to our green room earlier. Um, I just slammed a uh, monster energy drink. And um, that's great. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to him. That was really cool. Looks like we're about to have a, our sound check here. So we will be back. We will be back with Inspirato Projecto. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you again for listening to Inspirato Projecto. And uh, what you're about to hear now is a tour that Yachtly Crew got aboard the USS Iowa USS Iowa is this big battleship that's out in uh, San Pedro. It was, it's, it's like that's like the main thing that's out there, and they built and they build the the um, LA Fleet Week just right around it. You know, they bring in all these. Uh, oh, oh, thank you. They bring in all these helicopters and um, jeeps, all this stuff. Looks like GI Joe stuff. And so uh, what you're going to hear next is two, uh, two pieces, one outside of the USS Iowa and then one inside of the USS Iowa where he's explaining to us all of the different missions that the uh, battleship had gone on throughout the years. Just imagine in your mind a big... Just a, a, uh, a map on the wall behind him. Oh, wow. 
I'm walking along the sidewalk, and this is the first time I've seen basically a Tonka truck parked in the middle of the uh, sidewalk. Apparently they're working. on a house that was uh, recently burned down over here. But uh, thank you for listening to uh, Inspirato Projecto. I appreciate you. Take care. shooting his machine guns at you has a range of a thousand yards too. Wow. So uh, these were, they were taken off after World War II. They were not effective at all against the Kamikazes. They were really uh, basically short range stuff. Let's upgrade. 40 millimeter. How many guys saw the movie Captain Phillips? I did, yeah. No, they'd had a, even a dual mounted 40 on the stern of the Moose Calabama. They'd had a really short movie. Higher boat would get cut in half with the water on it. Wow. This is Granny aircraft. We've got an exploding warhead and a timer now. There was uh, 19 of these things on this ship, but they're four barrels each and 76 barrels. That's a lot of firepower. This uh, thing right here could adjust the, uh, the altitude you want to shoot to. Well, well, uh, you get data from the radar that gets a loose approximation. So you fire this thing off and if it doesn't hit anything on the way up, steeple is eight seconds. And it will, it will go off at about 20,000 feet. You want it to explode so it doesn't get down the ships. It gets propeller to the aircraft, this is probably the best thing to go. It gets a jet, it's totally useless. That's why they would take it off in the mid 50s. It's useless against a jet? Pretty much. It's too fast and too maneuverable. The Pontypan aircraft is be surprising. The five inch guns, those right there, there were, uh, there were 10 mounts when they built the ship before the fall. Now, the ammunition really does look like this. It's in two pieces. This would have your primer, your uh, casing of powder, and a cap. This is your bullet. This actually is a bullet. It weighs 55 pounds because it's 55 pounds right here. Now, uh, this can be used for anti-aircraft because they developed a proximity fuse. It's a little radar that can stand being fired on a cannon. That's a tough radar. They can screw this thing in. Now, uh, when you fire the, uh, you, they got the, uh, you got the uh, uh, ranging data from the, from the, uh, from the radar too. But so they have some idea where the thing is and they can aim it a little bit. But uh, you had to fire a lot of rounds to hit an airplane. But you fire it off, and get, if it gets within about 100 feet of, uh, of an airplane, it'll explode. And a quarter of this sh uh, casing would shred an airplane. Okay. During the Battle of Okinawa, there was a Kamikaze plane coming at this ship on the far side. And all the 20s and all the 40s and all the 5s were turning their black to bring that thing down. Well, uh, they did do it, and I can't prove it was the 5-inch guns. It probably was. You don't need a direct hit. This has got a lot of firepower. Wow. Uh, Five-inch gun was called the gun that won the war because it could do just about everything. So every ship of any size had Number two, most of course, rotates. The part that rotates weighs 2,000 tons. 
You can have those guns pointing at the end of the building where there's screen luggage over there. 150 degrees off the bow. Swing the thing around 300 degrees in 75 seconds. Half the Royal Navy to St. Bismarck, and they made a movie and wrote songs about it. The Turpus, not so much. It fired its guns in anger once up in Murmansk, was tied to the pier in Trondheim for a year and a half, and the British finally bombed it <coughs> in the scrap. But that hadn't all happened yet, so uh, the, this ship uh, and some escorts were out looking for it. They were still looking for it, of course, they didn't find it. And they get a radio message come back to Norfolk, so they came back here. Got a top secret mission to take President Roosevelt to his staff. Over here, that's Mirsel Kabir, a big French Navy base in French Algeria. Roosevelt and staff will be FDR, who's in a wheelchair, of course. Harry Hawkins, his senior advisor, and 63 generals and admirals. Makes the ship kind of a high value target, doesn't it? Yeah. So they went dark and ship. He knows that the portholes have flaps on them. They don't keep uh, uh, bullets out, they keep light in. Secure all radios, secure all exterior lighting, very like it caught smoke on our deck. And they, uh, this ship, a carrier, and three destroyers after they load Roosevelt on the ship, when he's thinking across the Atlantic and made it sinking. Uh, Roosevelt and his staff got off the ship, got on airplanes, and flew to Cairo to meet with Chiang Kai-shek and Churchill. Chiang Kai-shek was, of course, the leader of the Nationalist Chinese. Churchill's Prime Minister of Britain. Then they flew over to Tehran to meet with Stalin and Churchill. 
Stalin didn't dare leave Russia because he could come back and find himself out of a job and in the gulag. So uh, they had a second conference for him. The ship couldn't stay here. The Germans had taken France already, and they would have sent as many bombers as they had to bomb that thing. So they left. Out this way, down to Bahia and refueled. This ship is a pig for fuel. Two and a half million gallons of heavy bunker fuel, which is one step up a rotor, uh, gets you 15,000 miles at 15 hours. They have to heat that stuff to 100 degrees to even pump it. Okay, they fill up here, over to here, over to Dhaka. Roosevelt and his staff had finished their conference. It was flown back to Tunisia, jumped on another plane that came down here, and then they brought him home. On these two legs right here, Roosevelt and the high command, the four and five stars, I, I guess it was, well, some of the five stars at that time, were up in the captain's cabin doing the planning. Uh, of the um, invasion of, uh, of, of France. But uh, this ship wasn't that wasn't the D-Day. They needed fast battleships in the South Pacific, and this is a very fast battleship. Top speed on this thing is listed as 33 knots. They've had it faster than that, but the whole ship is shaking, but you can do it. Let's go to the South Pacific. Down through here, Panama Canal. Now the locks on the Panama Canal, the gates were 110 feet wide, they were at the time. Ship has a beam of 108 feet, two inches. That is not coincidence. So it was designed criteria to go through the canal. It takes about a day to go through the isthmus, which is 50 miles wide. You're towed through it. Once you come out the other side, they're going to go into battle. They know that. Well, uh, you always want to go into a battle with full fuel, full ammunition, and full food. So they must have replenished at sea. It took a lot of fuel to go from there over to this area. So they must have replenished here somewhere. They're not going to all these battles flashed through some kind of battle. As Korea talked about that later. In all of World War II, there were nine battles from a battleship fought another, only nine. And that includes the Germans and the British. So what do the battleships do? Well, they shell Ireland so the Army and Marines can take them over. They screen the carrier fleet. Maybe now and then they'll beat up on a smaller ship. This ship, and I think it was in New Jersey, teamed up to sink a Japanese light cruiser. That's kind of bullying, but that's war. All right, they come along here. On the Kwajalein truck, and they just, they just go wherever they're told. Miliatols were that the ship took those two hits. And the emplacements that fire those rounds didn't bear too well. There were five, five inch mouse on that side at the time, they just kind of opened up and put a couple acres of island, and that shot them up. They're going along, they're going around, just pretty much wherever they're told. Finally, they make this loop here. Okinawa, Taiwan, Luzon, they take off. They take off some largest naval battles in history. We had over 200 ships there, which turned out to be a good thing. Why do I say that? Well, that Halsey was in charge of Task Force 7, Tappy 7. And uh, that was about 60 some odd of those ships. They're supposed to be guarding the San Bernardino Strait because we're landing troops there. Well, Halsey was a very hot-headed, very impetuous guy. was one to fight another battleship, maybe a horrible model type thing. And he heard of a Japanese fleet coming down from the north. So in total dereliction of duty, they shipped in 63 of those abandoned their posts and chased that plate. Yeah, I think he could have jumped in and executed for that. He wasn't, but he could have been. Japanese had a flotilla coming up from the south, and a carrier, a cruiser, and some destroyers. They would have wiped out that landing, except for four destroyers and three destroyer escorts. Now, uh, a destroyer weighed about as much as one of the gun turrets on this ship, and the destroyer escorts are smaller. Japanese flotilla had a kill, like I said, carrier, cruisers, and destroyers. How did they stop it? They tapped it right into their teeth. And the Japanese admiral freaked and said, the American Navy's coming to sink us, so they turned tail and around. He could have been executed too. Now, three of our destroyers were sunk. 
one was USS Hill. On that ship was a guy named Marcus Spain. He spent three days in shark and fish of waters. They pulled him out, he finished the war, went on with his life. He became a docent on this ship when we first opened. On that table over there, he'd have all his photos, he'd be standing there. We had huge crowds at the time. He'd have 25 people standing around and eating up every word he said. He was a great storyteller. Now he died about, age 92, about five years ago. Now after Leitze Gulf, which is a Navy War, the rest of the Navy War, this ship went back to San Francisco. Here's where they, uh, they enclosed uh, the, uh, the four level. We'll, see, we'll get up there later on. At the Arbor County Tower, it was open before they closed it. Hi, this is Steve Peters, and you're listening to Inspirato Projecto. It's a face palm, a face palm, a balm of calm, like an napalm bomb. It's a face palm, a face palm, crumbly malm of loamy alms. And how soon do you think you're to do it again? It's a face palm, a face palm, Caracom alms playing Brahms on prom. And how soon do you think you're to do it again? And the homes from Guam, Guam's the cable comes. Are the Grom Rom Diatoms Glom in their moms? It's a face palm, a face palm. The book of Psalms and Rhymes and Roms. And how soon do you think you'll do it again?